in this text here, in the center of it, right, because Paul's saying a lot of things here, he says this, I, I want you to take hold of that which Christ has taken hold of you. All right, he's like, I, I, I want you to take hold of this for which God has taken a hold of you. And then he makes these statements. I haven't fully taken hold of this yet for which he'd been taken a hold of. Now again, I, I feel like sometimes I'll say things again and again, hoping they, they kind of make sense, but maybe it doesn't make sense. So let, let me share a story of what it means to take hold of something for the sake of them taking a hold of something. And I think the scriptures give us imagery, and they give us the image of adoption, right? And this is, adoption is beautiful. One of our families right now, Liv and Bart, are in Haiti at this moment taking hold of a daughter, right? And so, and as, as a parent who was adopted and stuff, and many parents of here who adopted, we, we do so to take hold of a child that then they could take hold of something new, a new family, that they would take hold of a new identity. We take hold of them for them to take hold of a new truth. That's what adoption is. So when we adopted our son Harvest, and when I took hold of him, I take hold of him so that he would then take hold of this incredibly delicate but beautiful truth that he is my son. He's mine. I want him to take hold of that. I, I want him to have no doubt of it, even though our skin is different color and we've come from a different bloodline. I want him to take hold of that which I've taken hold of him. I have taken a hold of him to be my son, to be, to be mine, to be my family. Carmel and I have taken a hold of him, and we want him to take a hold of that truth, which is incredibly difficult, right? And we know it's laced with conflict and, and maybe struggles and insecurities. And when we took hold of him from the first time when he was born, Carmel and I, just, just to try to help him take hold of, which we have taken hold of him to be our son, we held him for three months and we allowed no one else to touch him. Right? We didn't pass him on to family. Right, family? Right, dad? Right, mom? Uh, we were like, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Not, not yet. We're taking hold of him. So that he could take hold of that which we had taken hold of him, right? That's what this is about. And th this is God has taken a hold of us or he is longing to take hold of you and he longs for you to take hold of that for which he has taken hold of you. This is what Paul is talking about here. Do you know what for Christ Jesus has taken a hold of you? in which he's taking a hold of you. In this text, there's two things in here. The first is that Paul says this. I want to know Christ, yes. I want to know the power of his resurrection. God has taken a hold of us to know the power of his resurrection. This is not, it's, this is not only future. This is like right now, you would know the power of his resurrection. He is taking a hold of you so that you could be born anew. This power of his resurrection that resurrects a new life into you. This is the language of adoption. He wants you to know the power of a resurrected life. A life that is born again. That you could take hold of this. He has taken a hold of you that you could know this power of a new life. 
Not a power that you must muster up to create for yourself by doing things. That, no, a power that he wants to let you know of this newness of life that he is going to deliver for you, that he is going to win for you, that he is going to pay for. A power of a new life, a new identity. He's taken a hold of you so you could grab a hold, that you could take hold of this new identity, very much so like my son Harvest, that you would know your identity as his son or daughter. And this, and Paul says, I have yet to fully take hold of this. We don't outgrow this. This is a hard thing for us to take hold of, of this great truth that God is our father and we are his children. Born of God, not by human will, not by our choice, but by God's work, his power of the resurrection. This is not future, this is now. That you could continue to experience this new identity of being born in this family. And there's a battle that's going on for us to take hold of that great truth. That, it's, that we were struggled because we want to find identity in the world. We want our identity affirmed in the world. We're longing to find it other places. But God wants to take hold of us that we would know that we were his. When we go through our values, um, th- this stuff is huge. This is about a transformation, about knowing Jesus. And we say that every person matters. This is about taking a hold of this new identity that we're created in God's image. When we talk about hearing and doing and our values, it's our birthright to hear from our good father who's continuing to let us know, you're my son and my daughter and I'm going to speak to you. This is about authentic community, about God knowing that he actually dwells among us and wants us to dwell among each other. This is about the value of love and action because God loves us and we're taking hold of that identity. So we love people living out our identity. This is about God is a missionary pursuing and that all that is summed up as a life of worship. He's taken hold of us so that we could experience the power of the resurrection. The other part it says of this is that he's taken a hold of us so that we could participate in his suffering. Now we say that and everybody's like, hope. <laughs> to participate, he's taken a hold of you to participate in his suffering. When, when I, when I have, was being taught about this, I, I think suffering sometimes, it sounds, that sounds like maybe we were just going to hurt ourselves or choose to do things that are that, are, that suffer, you know, and our friend Scott was a part of um, a 48-hour, it's, it's the um, most painful endurance event in the world, and he went down there to partake of this, right, called Go Ruck, a 48-hour endurance thing, and their whole goal is to make you suffer. One of their mantras is, get ready for the pain train, right? So, but they understand suffering, now this isn't what, that participating in suffering is not, it's not that, right? Even though that, that has its points. And it's that, but, but participating in suffering is this. And one of my teachers said this, who taught me a mentor. Now we're talking about participating in suffering love. Do you know what it would mean to participate in suffering love? It means you would put yourselves in places where your heart may be torn out. I mean, our brother John, you're right. I mean, do you think he's going to see heartache and heartbreak? You think they're, they're going to know that there's still this red light district that's still active and not every person is set free? That, yeah, that, that's, that's suffering, right? There are hearts are torn out of our chests. The kind of suffering love that we're invited into. 
that we would participate in the suffering love of Jesus. He's invited us, once we know the power of his resurrection, that we would join in what he's doing. And when we join in what he's doing in this world, yes, I think we will see freedom and new life and new birth, but we will suffer in our love. As God moves us into places and we get to see things we wish we hadn't, wish that we, we wished wouldn't exist, we wish didn't happen, we won't have good answers for them. And we have many people in here that you are putting yourselves in those places of suffering love and your hearts are laid open and bare. As you've said yes. We're invited to do so because in doing so we're looking like Jesus who's sustaining us, encouraging us. It's not meant to sway us to not go for this. We want to step into this. But this is something that God empowers us into by letting us know who we are. I've taken a hold of you to be my son and daughter and my family that you would know I love you and I'm with you and I'm for you and I'm present with you and that you would know that you are meant to participate in my suffering love in this world. To join me in my work in this world where I'm at work and you would come. And our values are statements of us longing to participate in God's suffering love. This is not easy stuff. This should create tension in every one of us because it's meant to move us out of our comfortable places. Because if you're like anything like me, too much of your life is just in comfortable places. But yet when God continues to confirm in me my identity as his beloved son and he pulls me to participate in his suffering love, I say, ah, that's how I want to live. That's the life that you have taken a hold of me for to be in you. And our values speak to this. Our values of every person matters, meaning that you have been entrusted with spiritual gifts to be able to strengthen the body, that our hearing and doing is about receiving revelation from the Father and responding to what he says, about receiving your marching orders. Love and action is about embodying the love of Jesus. Authentic community is about bearing one another's burdens as we get to know each other. You want to know something messy, get to know one another around you. We've had more people offended by the people around them and leave the church because they get offended by another person. Yes! That's what it looks like. When they talked about what does loving, loving one another and being a part of authentic community look like? It gets your toes stepped on and somebody makes you mad and they, they, they get angry at you and they yell at you, right? You're known. So we can love. And love is messy. It's meant to move you. So if you're not uncomfortable with that reality, then you're not fully embracing what this value is about. It's about being uncomfortable in community at some level because we're, we're meeting each other in this radical middle of the transformation. We are missionaries. It's about participating in God's work in neighborhoods, networks, and in the nations. And all of this can be summed up as all's life is worship. You've been taken a hold of to know the power of the resurrection about your identity and you've been taken a hold of that you could participate, that you could join with God in his suffering love in this world. That's what you've taken hold of and here's what Paul says. I have yet to take hold of it. He tells you twice, right? I've yet to do this. But I'm pressing forward towards the goal. His goal is that 
the goal was Christ. It was Christ Jesus in him and his future in Christ, this heavenly girl. He's, he's pressing forward. He says, oh, this is taking effort, but God is the one who has taken a hold of me. He's the one who has taken a hold of me, but I'm pressing forward. I'm pressing toward, towards this goal. I mean, knowing my full identity of his son and daughter, I'm pressing forward, press, fully being able to participate, having authority to join with God with what he's doing in this world all of us, to live this out. This is what our values are about. The focus is on this forward momentum, not on our mistakes. And we're looking forward to the ultimate reward of being completely with Jesus, the one who has loved us and who's for us, who has saved us, who has redeemed us. And for us, this is why this is so crucial today This is why missional discipleship is so key for us as a church. Because we know that discipleship is about being together on this journey and shaping one another into the likeness of Jesus. And we know that the missional movement is about God participating in God's suffering love in this world. We know that it's about us understanding our identity and helping each other understand this is crucial for us. And verse 17 of this text kind of summarizes it all for us. It says this, verse 17 Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters in this family. And just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. And so church, we affirm these values, not saying that we've obtained these values, because these talk about us embracing our identity as sons and daughters, and they talk about us participating. We have not obtained these. But we're going to keep our eyes on those who are doing that, and many of you are living, in, we're living into these. We're going to keep our eyes on each other, encouraging each other to live out the purposes which Christ has taken hold of us. That's why it's crucial today. So, with no further ado, let's read these together in our response. And so today, here's what I would love for us to do when you came in. You got a covenant? And so when we finish reading this covenant, we'll pray, and then we're going to go eat. And so you should have got two copies. One is meant for you and one is meant for us if you would like to sign it. To sign it just kind of says, I affirm these. Hey, yes, I'm with you. I'm I'm with you, the church, in this together. And so if you're you're saying, hey, yeah, this is my family. I'm in this. I want to live this out with you guys. Sign the covenant and you can drop it in the box when you're in the back. As you go. Uh, you don't have to sign it today to eat the smoked pork that we have. Um, that, the, the party is for everyone, knowing that we're glad you're with us on this journey. Right? And we want everyone to stay. I, I smoked a, Brian Harris and I smoked 100 pounds of pork. Now, if you're a vegetarian, Sharon Buttry had pulled 100 pounds of beets from her garden. <laughs> and homemade roasted beets is ready for you. And other dishes too, right? We, we're celebrating everybody here. So we want, to, we want to affirm these, but if you want to sign it, you can do so. Also on your program, we have this little sticker in there that continues to remind us that this isn't just about one person. It's about all of us being better together. As we look to each other about those who are living out these values and encouraging us on this journey. That's why we're doing it. And so church, would you stand with me as we read these together? And you know, I actually would love, can I have six volunteers to read and again, um, if you're willing to read, just pop up here. I got six people who would be willing to read into a microphone. Dan, you got one. 
Pat. We got three guys, no more men. I want to be representative of this body. Perfect. I think we've got it. And so here's what I want to ask you guys as you stand up here in this, in this line. I might, have, I might have seven. I don't know. Do I have six? We have six. We got six. We've got six. So here's what I invite you to do. Um, I'll read the introduction. And then each of you will read the next value. So Dan, you'll read the Every Person Matters value, the hearing and doing, Tom, um, Amanda, authentic community, and so on down the line. And then church, we will read the response together. If you don't have a covenant one, the words will be on the screen too, if you just want to read those out loud. And these are our values and our covenant. Sound good? And so Dan is going to read, the, I'll, I'll read the introduction, Dan, you can read the Every Person Matters, and then we respond, and let us respond um, like we're hungry. Uh, let's respond with some gusto. Let's respond uh, knowing the full gravity of these words. Sound good, church? You ready? All right, let's do this. Having been brought, as we trust, by divine grace to embrace the Lord Jesus Christ and to give ourselves wholly to him, let it be, we do now solemnly and joyfully covenant to live out these shared values with each other. Every person matters. Each person is created in the image of God, entrusted with creative and spiritual gifts. We are each called upon to make a unique and humble contribution in the body of Christ. We covenant to discover, develop, and utilize our creative and spiritual gifts in service to the body of Christ while treating with dignity and respect both those within our community and those far from it. Hearing and doing. At the heart of following Jesus is hearing his words and then acting on them. We believe that it is our birthright to hear from our good Father and that life is more adventurous and robust when we say yes and respond to what we hear. We covenant to incline our ears to the voice of God, to hide his word in our heart, and to act in corresponding obedience. Authentic community. We seek to be a people that God might dwell among, open, honest, accepting, welcoming, and non-judgmental. We recognize that we are better together than apart. We covenant to actively involved in community where we can learn how to deepen our connection to God in open, honest, accepting, welcoming, and non-judgmental in all our relationships. All life is worship. God is good. In response to God's faithfulness, we are compelled to respond with worship, reverence, and praise in all areas of our lives, in work, play, study, prayer, giving, and service. We covenant to enter fully into our worship gatherings and to acknowledge God's constant presence in our lives, giving thanks wherever we live, work, serve, and play. Love and action. God loves people and so we love people. We show God's love in the world through action born of compassion. Without judgment, we seek to embody the love of Jesus Christ through tangible acts of kindness, care, and service to others. 
We covenant to demonstrate God's love in the world, action born of compassion, seeking without judgment to embody the love of Jesus through tangible acts of kindness, care, and service. We are missionaries. God is a missionary and invites us to join in his good work. Because of this, we intentionally equip followers of Jesus Christ to participate in God's mission in neighborhoods, networks, and to the nations. We covenant to respond faithfully to God's call, serving as missionaries wherever we live, work, serve, and play. All right. Well done. If you would like to affirm this uh, more so than the reading, we invite you to take the covenant. You keep one for yourselves to know, continue to be reminded of our values that we're wanting to live out together. You take the other and sign it and print your name. There's a, there's a, you can place it wherever you think someone would get it, but if you want to put it in that box right there in the back, that would be super. For, um, otherwise, I want to welcome you all. I want everybody to come down and eat. We have prepared a lot of food.